Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather. I'm your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. And I'm Will. Heather, you look like you don't really want to be here today. I feel sick. Really? Yeah. What type of sickness? Have you been vaccinated? Uh, yeah, I got my second vaccine last week, actually. I'm getting my second shot today, on really? the day of this recording. Yeah, I'm going my, to get fav- my, second my favorite shot. You're taking the second shot, or yeah. you're getting taking, the shot? <laughs> taking the second <laughs> Heather's shot. Like, Heather's about to take her second well, shot. Well, both. I'm going to take my second <laughs> shot tonight. Of espresso. <laughs> espresso. Yeah, right. Of yeah. Not me. <laughs> of course. Um, Actually, that's what I'm drinking right now, so. Uh, vodka? Espresso? No. Uh, I don't drink vodka. Oh, rum? What do you drink? Well, thanks Lagavulin. for bringing us coffee. Who? Lagavulin. Oh, I don't know. That's, I don't know alcohol. You ever watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. Ron Swanson. Is that what he drinks? Okay. Lagavulin. Yeah. We have some at the house, but I don't, haven't drank it now. No. Okay. I got Jason some for Christmas. Well, you're drinking coffee. I am drinking coffee, yes. Baker, our is, tech guy, oh gosh, is drinking green tea but out of an orange can. Out of an orange can. Yeah. What are you and drinking they today, it was Jeremy? Really funny. Um, <laughs> I uh, nothing. My saliva. Wow, I'm not drinking anything either. So, let's talk about this. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to um, 52, I believe. Uh, Jesus heals a blind man named Bartimaeus. So, um, is that how you all have always pronounced it, Bartimaeus? You disagree with that pronunciation? So, um, in There's the church- a Gaither song. Blind Bartimus. Bartimus. Bartimus, yeah. Um, if you look so, at the spelling, yeah, I would so, argue it is Bartimaeus. Actually, we actually talked about it. I was like, so the, we'll get the no, like I was right. listening to the sermon on the way up here, and um, the church I grew up in, there was a, a group called uh, the Marietta Ambassadors, and I can hear oh, them very I clearly. Them. Yeah. That song that they sing. Those guys from Marietta. There was a lady, too. Don't. Yeah, that. yeah, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Cindy. but She's I. The base. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Right. I heard him singing Bombardimus on the way up here, so. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting because, uh, you know, that's not how it's pronounced. How's that maybe, chorus go again? Maybe they're. Bombardimus. <laughs> you really have to have the. <laughs> She's singing Cindy's part. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a heavy metal song. Bombardimus. Bombardimus. Rock. And then you have, like, this really high soprano. Crying, oh Lord. Okay. Maybe Sorry. they maybe they have the pronunciation right. I don't know, but when I look at the spelling of Bartimaeus, at least in English, uh, I'm like, yeah, that's uh, Bartimaeus. Yeah. Okay. So I just yeah, I I really that's really the I only knew thing. there was gonna be some Gaithers fan that was that's really the only thing out. I took away from this sermon. Yeah. No. Okay. Just really distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Kept saying his name. I don't wrong. know who the Gaithers are, but of course, power you to them. <laughs> Power you team. know who the Marietta boys are. Of course Marietta I Marietta ambassadors. Yeah, the boys. ambassadors. Yeah, well, that's what I call them. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, they weren't all boys, so you shouldn't call them that. That's offensive. Sorry. So, um, just listening to the sermon, like, there was a lot in this uh, passage, um, yeah. I think. I think there's a lot of content, a lot of things that you can look at. Um, I'm really interested. Do you think it's in any way, shape, or form or fashion? <laughs> Jim <Yeah>. Justice <laughs> symbolic um, that um, you know that Jesus heals the blind man. Is there anything symbolic about it? Yeah, about us just ha- you know as Christians, like how we have our eyes open. Yeah, yeah. I um, think there, I think there's correlations you can draw. I, you know, you take the Bible literally where it's meant to be taken literally. There are clear parts in Scripture that are meant to be taken symbolically. Um, 
but uh, but I think I think it's a fair application to kind of to kind of use both of those interpretations. And so um, one of the one of the things that we preached in the sermon yesterday was that you know Jesus fulfilled the prophecies in Isaiah about the blind will see. Um, Isaiah prophesied that would happen when the Messiah came. He fulfilled that physically, um, and he's still fulfilling it spiritually. And so I don't think it's too much of a stretch to, to apply that symbolically or spiritually I, 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 without without changing the meaning of the original text, of course. Right. right? Like its, it's, it's main purpose is to tell an actual story about an actual man named Bartimaeus who's actually physically healed by Jesus. So you don't, you don't okay, so you don't think that, I'm the devil's advocate. Oh, hey. Hey, how's it going? Um, Hi, Danny. The devil <laughs> needs no advocate. <laughs> Danny Darko's right. back. Danny Darko. So do you, do you think God intended this reading to be a both literal and spiritual? Uh, do, do you, is this, a, is this a, a shadow of something greater to come? Do you think, that w- do you think that's the intent? No, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. I think the intent is to communicate what happened. It's a, it's a mark specifically as a gospel, as a narrative account of Jesus' life. Hey, while Danny Darko's here, um, I found a, uh, a discrepancy in the text, Will. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and hear you explain this in your, your little Bible. Uh, and uh, the other gospels, there's, there's two blind oh men, and Mark, there's one. Whoa! Uh-oh! Can't explain this away. Well, one was Bartimaeus, and the other one was Blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> so, yeah, so Mark mentions only <laughs> Heather one. Heather got that one figured out. So, <laughs> Mark Bartimaeus and Bartimaeus. Easy, Danny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Mark mentions only one. and not doesn't say that there's two. Thus, a contradiction. Luke mentions one unnamed. Matthew mentions two unnamed. Um, Jesus heals them both in Matthew's account. Um, so, uh, yeah, you interpret Scripture with Scripture. And so I would say to this skeptic that showed up on the podcast um, <laughs> that there were two there were two men that were healed, um, both blind. Jesus gave sight to both of them. Uh, Mark and Luke choose to focus on the one. Mark so much so that he even mentions the name of the one. Um, I, I think that the reason Mark mentions Bartimaeus' name is probably due to the fact that he was known in the first century church. Um, his reputation kind of became pretty well known. And so the readers would have recognized Bartimaeus, maybe not have recognized the name of the other gentleman that was. They probably heard, they're like Bartimaeus. Is that the same guy as Bartimaeus? Yeah. Is, <laughs> isn't there a song about him? Yeah, mm-hmm. by but, boys to mayhem. Yes, from Marietta. Marietta, but yeah. boys to Marietta. But anyways, yeah. there. Um, what I what I was trying to say is is <laughs> in preaching you. You really want to apply the text. You don't take away the meaning of the text, but you apply the meaning to uh, the listener. And so in preaching the text, I think that's where it's fair to see some of the symbolism in that. Uh, You see Jesus changing a man's life. All right, you apply that by seeing that Jesus has changed our lives. And. So, I mean, I I don't disagree with anything that you've said, but I almost, you know, you you mentioned in the in the sermon, though, about uh, Paul and his conversion. Mm-hmm. Saul, Saul to Paul, um, Saul to Paul. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I just said that. Um, but Saul's conversion on the, um, you know, and he he was temporarily blinded. So I almost I almost feel like this is, I don't know. I almost feel like this is symbolic of like what it's meant to be. And you know, like once we 
actually believe and that our eyes are open. Yeah. Our blinded eyes are open. I was like, where's the rest well, of the Bible? We've, but this we've, is been, a we've been reading a lot in, in, in our staff meeting through Proverbs, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we've been going through week, a little bit at a time. And there's a lot of mentioning about, I mean, about today. About we were, sight. Yeah, yeah, about sight being, you know, being out of the darkness and being in the light. And I, and, I, and I think what, and though I do think it's a historical thing, I think sometimes when people say, is, it, is this a, a shadow of something greater? I would say that it. I think it is, but I would also say that it's a real historical event, um, obviously. And and but I think there's it's a it's a crumb of what's what's going to come, and the. Uh, but what I what I love and the reason why is because as soon as his eyes are open, my favorite thing is what he does with his sight is that he follows mm-hmm. Jesus. Follows. I think that's yeah. really really wonderful, really wonderful that that's what he does. Yeah, I I I think there's probably a lot more to the the sight and the light. Yeah. Um, have you all ever talked to somebody who's blind before? Like to, <laughs> it's not. I did funny, a magic trick once. Stop. They were impressed. Um. So in college, you do the one where you like take your your <laughs> thumb and yeah. you pull your pull part of your finger off. Yeah. Yeah. I no, love that trick. I still dumb. can't figure out how you do that. Um. So in college, I was a recorder for a guy who was blind, and um, we you know we spent a lot of time together. Um, because I would uh you know read tests for him and things like that and take notes for him and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, and he described to me, um, he, we were talking one day and he's like, you seem like a really, like, I bet you're a really nice person. Cause you know, I was kinder to him than I am to you all. <laughs> um, what gave him that impression? But he, but he, he described to me that there, like that he could always see some sort of light. Um, and I'm sure this isn't the case with all blind right, people. Right. Circumstances are always different. But he described to me that there was some sort of light, like he couldn't, fi- like he couldn't see me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there was like some sort of light around me, and he said the light changed around me. I don't know. He could have also oh been gosh. on something. Yeah. <laughs> we wow, talked about sounds... some things like that too. But um, no. Just... Have any other blind people told you this about just you? Stop. Oh, I'm serious. Oh no, about me. This no. is intriguing. <laughs> He and I had spent a lot of time together. Um, outside, <laughs> I go outside with him when he smoked. I don't know what he was smoking, but it made, made us both happy afterwards. Um, I'm kidding. Um, no, but so he described to me that he's often saw like different like shots of light and stuff like that. So he he wasn't always blind. Um, he had some sort of uh, medical issue that caused him to later be blind and stuff. So um, and so he but he just always told me that there were like always like colors and spots of light that he could see and that a lot of times that that light would change. Um, yeah. So it was it was just interesting to listen to so him because it was a compliment. No, I, you, well, I don't know. I was I just like, know. oh, that's nice. It was like a halo or something <laughs> that he could see. Or, <laughs> no, I didn't or was think it like that. a dark like, yeah, when you come around, it gets even darker. <laughs> like <laughs> I have so many questions. <sighs> Well, yeah, but, but I, I think the other going back to the story with the, with the blind man. I think the other thing that I really love is that he had one possession, right? He had one, and and you can contrast this with the disciples who, right before this, is asking for more status. This man who has no status has one possession, a little cloak, and he casts as soon he's not even promised sight. As soon as he's taken to Jesus, he throws it off. Mm-hmm. Um, he all that he has, he gets rid of it, uh, to, so he can go to Jesus. He springs up without even question. You know, he, he throws it off of him. And I don't know, there's, there's, there's something cool about that that he that he casts off what he what he has, so yeah. he can follow after. Yeah, that's good. No, so I no, it makes me wonder. Like just reading these stories, like had he had he heard so much about Jesus? You know what yeah, I mean? That to, yeah. that made him just do that, or like was it just like an you know what I mean? Like a gut instinct that made him that <sighs> so, made him do that? So I think I think the sight is 
beautifully symbolic of, of a lost person coming coming to Jesus, right? Yeah. I think also the him not him. I, I imagine this blind man by the road who can't see anything, and people can't. And it, they can see him, but they choose not to see him. Very much like the disciples did. So, like, he's almost invisible to everybody else, just hearing about all this stuff that's happening uh, in the countryside. And, 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 you know, and he's hearing about – and it, maybe he's heard sermons from the past. Like, I, 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 uh, I, I – it's interesting because he knows that this guy is the Messiah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, he he must have heard stories somehow. Yeah, he calls yeah. him son of David. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's calling for mercy because I think he he understands that Jesus can heal him. Yeah, well, and he also recognizes that he has nothing and deserves right. nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been brought to a place of low. And mm-hmm. again, you contrast this with the disciples who week prior are asking for more status. Who they they've they had kind of their ego had run amok, and right. you know. Well, I love how this is worded too. Um, it says, "And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, um, that when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me.' And many around him rebuked him, telling him to be silent.' And I love like that um, the the New Testament and it just clearly says, you know, the the people that Jesus was drawn to were the ones who were the lowliest, the ones who um, who were cast aside." Um, you know, the ones who were not thought well of, um, mm-hmm. children, women, you know, people Short who, people. um, people with, um, medical, yeah. It's true. He, yeah. 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 What? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. He, listen, me and Jesus, he would have liked me. I don't know. <laughs> no, all right. So, um. We'll find out one day. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's, here's my, here's my question. Um, I think, and I, I don't know if you touched it also in your sermon, but where where our ministries can become self, like the disciples, their their mission and ministry had, they forgot about people, right? They were concerned yeah. about themselves, and so where, where how is this a warning? How, like I'm curious, like for the church, like how do we know we've entered into that danger zone where we care more about ourselves and our own little kingdom, and, and we've ceased to worry about people. Oh, it creeps in. And I think even more than just being just flat out selfish, I think yeah. there's a real danger of, like, at Jericho, there was a big crowd following Jesus. Yeah. And I think there's a danger of ministering to crowds and not individuals. Um, I think we felt this in, 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 like, pandemic. I know I've had to repent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause, oh, yeah especially pandemic. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to put out a video and yeah. hope hope it gets a whole bunch of views. Yeah. But that's that's not that's not the kind of ministry Jesus did. Right. And that's not the kind of ministry he calls his people to. He calls us to minister to people one at a time, not not in massive crowds. And so like yeah, we have to we have to definitely be careful that we're not um we're not just kind of lumping everyone together and then not that we're we have to be careful to not be seeking our own glory so so when when we we've gotten disappointed when the fact that people haven't come back to church is this is this because we've become selfish our egos are like the disciples or is it is it for other reasons like are are we guilty of this very thing of of we care more about the ministry than, than than people so we're guilty of it, first yeah. of all. I mean, like I, I fall prey to that all the time. Um, I was hoping you were gonna say we were. I, I hope I wasn't the only one. Oh, like, I was no, say, no, I was no, 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 say it. no. <laughs> I, listen, um, I want New Heights Church to be awesome and yeah. huge. And, yeah. and when it's not awesome and huge, I'm like, Ugh. 
Yeah. And, I, and I, like, you can very easily make an idol out of your local church. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like... Um, it's, e- it's easy to do because you put so much time and effort into caring. And sometimes, you, you it's not even, like, the individuals. It becomes, like, I put so much effort into this entity. Yeah. And then, and then it's, like, the faces almost disappear. And now all you see is the entity. Right. Well, and even, you know, we were talking... This past Sunday, the sun, which was the Sunday after Easter, we had like 135 less people, yeah. and that grieves my heart. But I, but mm-hmm. I'm like, there's 135 less people. I don't think of the individuals. I'm like, there's right. over 100 people right. gone, right. you know. Right. Um, but I'm not like, my heart's not breaking for individuals. But it does when I like actually sit right. down and pray and like ask the Lord to help. Well, and me. I think that's where you. So like, I think it can be a mixture of both. Uh, and I think if I think anybody who is in the church who is involved in ministry work. For them to say no, that it um, that's not a selfish thing. Like you know, if they look at numbers and things, I think they're probably lying, and they need to do a little heart check. But because yeah. um, yeah. we all are guilty of it. But um, but too, I mean, as pastors and leaders of a church, um, you all are very intentional. Um, more so intentional than a lot of of other pastors that I know about checking in with people and 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 trying to be as involved as you can. Um, and when you have a larger church. Um, that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to do. Like you can't, I mean, you can't check in on everybody every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but you all have been so intentional about creating groups, um, you know, a prayer team and just uh, outreach teams that will kind of help do that. That's yeah. also part of small groups so that you can kind of stay, you know, connected in um, t- so that the pastors can know what's going on and stuff. But um yeah, it, it's it's interesting, too, because, like, in a church dynamic, there's a lot of times, uh, like, I, the church isn't, it's, it's weird, because, like, everyone in the church is, is in ministry. And so something I, I would love for people to try to do is think about, like, their own ministry. One, assuming they have one, which they should have a ministry, right? Um, and saying, okay, does does this ministry, is it serving your ego, or is it is it serving people and is it, is it pointing people to Jesus? Uh, and I think that's important. I think I think a lot of people, if they're honest, they'll be like, well, first, I don't have a ministry. Yeah. Um, and secondly, if they do, to say, okay, what is what is driving it? Is it my love for the Lord or is it my, is my feeding my ego? Yeah. And then finally, who is it serving? You know, um, And if it's, if, it's, if it's pointed to Jesus, it will serve as bride. If it's, if it's pointing to your ego, it's going to be serving your own purpose of, of, right. of importance. Mm-hmm. I heard a saying one time, and it really stuck with me, um, that ministry can sometimes be a... M- a ministry. I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it was gonna be, I thought it was going to be that one saying, "You can't go home." Oh, no, shut your mouth. Okay, <laughs> okay what was the? What was I live the by that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the ministry comes more about you, me, yeah. like a, a ministry. You know. Um, oh, ministry. Yeah, I me. wasn't me. Ministry. Yeah. yeah. So there's one last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so, you know, all throughout, uh, I think we're seeing this uh, not just in Mark, but in the Gospels for sure. Um, you know, we've seen many, many miracles. Um, a lot of them are the same accounts, just retold by a different person, uh, given different details and aspects of the, the miracle and stuff. Um, the very end of this passage of Scripture, Mark 10, um, Bartimaeus says, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. So, um, so I think just, you know, in the day that we live and and we, I feel like we have talked about miracles before, um, and about how, um, just miracles were done more. We saw like we, 
we actually saw, you know, people actually saw with their own eyes and haven't just heard about it and stuff. Um, so why do you think that we don't see more miracles today? And uh, what would you say to somebody who feels like that they're kind of like the opposite of Bartimaeus? Like they feel like they have had a lot of faith and they were believing and trusting in God to, to give them a miracle, but it didn't happen. Hmm. I'm someone who's highly skeptical of of miracles and supernatural yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um so you you might be able to speak to this a lot. I, I would say a lot of the ministries we see then we don't see a lot of miracles I mean outside of the apostles who are authenticating um you know that they they are who they said they were. Uh I don't think you see it beyond that. I mean not that's not to say that God doesn't do stuff today. I'm sure he does. I, I mean there's there's credible people who say that. Um but I, I, I think the purpose of miracles had their had their purpose. The, and so I, I think now, um, the, to this, and this goes to the second question, which was, well, people who have enough faith, and they're like, well, where's my miracle? Um, man, that, that's a, that's, that's a, like, like if, is it, well, maybe before we go there, maybe you can speak to the first part, because I think the second part's a little more complex. Well, yeah, and the first part, um, things happen, and they're recorded, and so what you have, like if you look at the book of Acts, for example, you have lots of church planting activity around the known world at the time, and you have a handful of miracles that happen. And we read the handful of miracles like the highlight reel, and we're like, oh, that was just commonplace. That doesn't mean it's as common as it feels when you read a 28-chapter yeah. part of the Bible, right? Yeah, how, how um, many people have spoken to God through a burning bush? Right, or yeah. One person. Right, yeah. And so we get we read the Bible, which is like the highlight reel, and then we get to thinking like, oh, that's common. That can happen to me. Well, yeah, God can do anything, but it wasn't happening to everyone in, in Jesus' day right. or the apostles' day. Um, definitely not today, but I do think that miracles do happen. Um, man, Bobcat, um, one of our members, um, uh, he was, uh, Bobcat was in the hospital with COVID and some other complications. And, um, I just like, I was praying and and I had faith and I knew God could heal him, but I just didn't think he was going to make it. I, I really didn't think he was. And, um, and the quickness at that turnaround, I mean, like, yeah, that was like truly like, and this was just like months ago like doctors yeah. couldn't explain that and and so like i i think miracles happen but we just tend to attribute it to other things and medicine and what have you but yeah i mean there were a lot of people praying for for bobcat 100%, yeah. oh man this is an interesting conversation i don't know if i want to go down it or not I want to just go ahead and end it. This has been a weird <laughs> podcast already let's just end it yeah let's just go ahead and go ahead um yeah, do the, do the ending yeah. that you planned. Three, two, one. That's all for today. Catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> <laughs>